Hello, and welcome to FOF Gym Chat. We're Kinsey and Josh Presnell. Thanks so much for joining us today as we chat about and explore topics that are coming up in our gym fixed on fitness. The purpose of this podcast is to provide a simple and effective approach to health and fitness that helps you feel confident and equipped to live your best life. If you have any questions that you want us to tackle, please send us a DM on Instagram to at fitness. All right, let's get into today's episode. And welcome to this week's episode of FOF Gym Chat. I'm Kinsey. Hey guys, I'm Josh. All right, so we are going back to calories this week. Last week's podcast brought up a ton of questions throughout the gym. And so we're going to try to get a little bit more specific on what we talked about last week, kind of address some of the conversations that we've had with each other, as well as in the gym, and just really try to get clear and help you guys get a good understanding of really how the body works and hopefully through this encourage you guys to eat a little bit more food real food obviously uh not McDonald's or anything like that but um just really change the mindset that so many of us have been stuck in of restriction uh restrict calories eat less move more uh run extra because we ate this and and things like that because I know I talked about it a little bit last week. It's tough, uh, especially for females. But I think Josh would probably agree that guys definitely struggle with this too. You know, I think that guys want to change their body just as much as we do. We just tend to be a little bit more drastic when it comes to how we do it because we probably are following what our mom did, which was not the right approach, at least in my house. So uh, you want to go first? Josh has quite the notes here. Uh, He's a little bit better prepared than I am, so I'm going to just uh, interject a little bit and kind of give my thoughts. Hopefully, I don't interrupt him too much, but I'm going to let him kind of get us started today. Okay, so let's rock and roll with this. Uh, So listen, this is kind of directed at uh, who who Kinsey was was just talking about, Um, and we talked about this a lot last week with um, if if you are somebody who has been um, dieting and you feel like uh, your whole life is a diet, or Monday through Thursday is a diet, and you can't take it anymore, and uh, and then we overdo it a bit, even if you don't try to overdo it a bit, um, and you just might be like completely uh, diet fatigued. And uh, if you're at a point where that is you, and you're just like, hey, this uh, maybe this doesn't work, because uh, you're not understanding why the whole calories in, calories out isn't making sense for you. And if you're thinking like, you know, this is just uh, this is just my genetics. This is who I am. This is what it's going to be. Um, this is kind of who I'm talking to. And what we'll do, uh, we can we can do another podcast on it. Uh, for some of you uh, guys out there, Kenzie was talking about guys, uh, a lot of this applies to you too. Um, but we can talk about uh, what we need to eat to be building muscle, which is what we're going to talk about here, uh, which pretty much every guy that comes through is wanting to uh, put on muscle. And uh, we're trying to get that trend going with uh, our ladies as well, because that's what's going to change your physique. That's what I'm going to talk about a lot today. Uh, and in the next in a couple episodes or whatever, we can do uh, when to diet and how to diet and what we're going to cut out. So um, let's go with this. We talked a lot last week about calories and uh, a good gauge on like how many calories per pound of body weight uh, generally we think you should be at uh, t- 
to be at a maintenance level. And I'll say, if you didn't listen to that, I would just go ahead and turn us off right now and go back a week and listen to that first. Wouldn't you say? Yeah, I would do. I would do that first because I'm going to overlap a bit, but I'm going to dig into a little bit more detail on the metabolism because that's where there's a major disconnect with uh, 99% of people of, of like, this isn't working. I don't understand why it isn't working. It's just because we don't have the right understanding of how our metabolism is set up and how it's actually working and how to get our body to do what we want it to do. I think uh, if we could clear this up and you understand that you are in control with what your body does, uh, burning fat, building muscle, uh, if you want to change your physique, like you are in control of that and your metabolism is responding to the signals that you're sending it. So what we have to do is understand what is the right signals to send my body and what is the wrong signals to send my body in order to get my body to do what I want it to do. Because in the end, it's not it's not rocket science, but it is very complex. And that's because the metabolism is very complex. It is not as simple as calories in, calories out. Even though you might listen to somebody tell you this is all it takes uh, in the beginning. Yes, that may be true. Or if you have a lot of weight to lose, that might be true. But it depends on how much damage we've already done to our metabolism. Yeah, so, I mean, we're talking like if most of us like me have been, I said last week, what I've, I've kind of like gone on a diet since I was, what, 11, I think we said, or maybe it was 13. I, I really think it was about 11. But um, I'm 41. That's a long time. That's 30 years of damage if I've been continuing that pattern of restricting, overdoing the cardio, restricting again, going off the rails, giving up, starting over, do, you know, like on, off, on, off. Like that's a lot of damage that's been done inside my body. So it's going to take a little bit longer for me to correct that than if say, maybe you decided to lose weight for an event or for summer or something like that. And you did a little bit more of a drastic uh, cut initially. Well, maybe you did like three months worth of, of, damage or what I don't even call it damage, but you know what I mean? So it's going to take a little bit longer for most of us, I would say, because I think most of us fall in uh, my, my category. Yeah. I think, I think a lot of ladies do. Okay. So uh, let, let's kind of, I want to deep dive into this. So let's go with uh, if, if you're stepping in the doors and uh, you're like, Hey, I want to lose weight, right? You want to lose weight. Okay. This is a good goal to have. Now here's the deal with losing weight. If we simply just drastically cut calories for an extended period of time um, and up the uh, activity level, chances are in the beginning, you will experience some weight loss, okay? So you step on the scale and we lose some weight. If we don't approach that the right way, chances are when you lose weight, okay, you're also going to be losing muscle mass. So there's a major difference on how you're measuring your success. If we're measuring success based on the number on the scale, we're measuring by the wrong numbers because the scale only tells you one thing, how much you weigh. It doesn't tell you how much body fat is on your frame and how much lean muscle mass is on your frame. And it also doesn't tell you what you look like. Okay. So um, 
if I step on the scale and I weigh 200 pounds and I am a lean 200 pounds with, uh, let's say, 12% uh, body fat and somebody else steps on a scale and they are 200 pounds as well, but they are at 30% body fat, I guarantee they're going to look completely different, even though the scale says the same number. Well, and even it can go up. Like, I mean, I look at pictures, I even of myself, I just keep using myself as an example, but like I look at pictures of myself when I was doing a lot of hardcore running and I was doing like ultra marathons and things like that, how to long run weeks. Uh, I wasn't doing a ton as far as muscle building movements. I was focused more on getting through a 30, 35 mile run. And I probably weighed about 145 pounds and a lot. Like when I ran Chiha last, I think it was about 145 pounds. I look at a picture of that day and I was much younger too, versus a picture of now. Now I'm roughly between like 156, uh, maybe up to 160, but my body looks completely different. I look much more lean now. My clothes fit better. I'm actually in smaller sizes than I was then, but I'm 10, possibly 12 to 13 pounds heavier than I was back then. So the scale is a very hard thing to read and it fluctuates all the freaking time, all the time. So um, a good, uh, what we need to be thinking is instead of just lose weight, what we need to be thinking is... uh, I think a better way to uh, approach that and what what most people really want is they want to lose fat and they want to gain muscle. That that's that's the direction that we need to be headed, not just simply weight loss. Okay, we do want to lose weight. The weight we want to lose is body fat and the weight we want to gain is in muscle. And that's what affects your body fat percentage. And that's that's the main goal here. What is our body fat percentage? Not exactly what is the weight on the scale. So we touched on this a little last Did week. Did you talk about measuring body fat? Like, well, or do you want no, me to go there? Yet? No, no, no. I don't want to go there. Okay. I don't want to go there yet. Okay, here's the deal. I just kind of want to get this uh, foundation laid. That if, if we simply uh, just drastically cut calories uh, up the... Um, activity, do this, do that. We lose initial weight, but we probably also half of that, at least probably, is muscle. And then what happens is, uh, let's just take Kenzie at the uh, 155. Uh, let's say she loses uh, 10 pounds, but five of that was muscle mass. Okay, now we're lighter on the scale, but because we also lost muscle mass, chances are, even though the scale weight went down, the body fat percentage can go up because now you may have more fat on a smaller frame here, right? Does that make sense what I'm saying? So, uh, and we just, and then when it stalls out and it plateaus, what is the first thing we think about doing? Well, now I need to cut more calories and now I need to move some more. And when we do that, we get another surge of probably some weight loss, right? But in that weight loss, we also lost muscle. So we step on the scale and we're like, oh my God, it worked. I stopped eating some and I started losing weight. But you look in the mirror and uh, things may look smaller 
but chances are they're softer, flabbier, and actually uh, probably fatter because in the process of doing what we did, how we did it, we also lost precious muscle mass, which then packs on more fat. Okay, now when we take this approach, what we're kind of where we left off last week is we start to slow down our metabolism. So when I said the metabolism is very complex and it's going to run off of the signals you send it, once your body starts to stall out with that weight loss that you strive so hard to get, the number on the scale, now we've got our metabolism to a point that it is in a place, it thinks it's in a place of uh, calorie scarcity. And what it does is it slows your metabolism down to where your new maintenance level, okay, instead of being around 2,000 calories, where you could eat 2,000 calories with a high-functioning, uh, well-functioning metabolism, now you've got yourself stuck at like 11 or 1,200 calories, which you feel like you're hungry all the time and you're always restricting. And you're like, I don't understand why I'm not losing weight. You're not losing weight because of the signals you sent in your metabolism. It's going to adapt to what you do and what you feed it. And if you don't feed it properly, it's going to slow down and it's going to burn less calories. And then what happens is because now we have a higher fat body percentage because of the way we approach this and a slower metabolism and less muscle mass, okay, as soon as we get to a point that we're like, I can't take this anymore. I got to get, I got, I just, I got to stop. I can't go anymore. This is, this is when you hear people talk about the yo-yo diet, because then what happens is you start to eat the way you did before, but because you have less muscle on your body and because of the damage that you did to your metabolism, when you gain that weight back, it comes in the way of fat. So let's say you drop down. Let's take Kenzie, for example. She dropped down to 145. We did another like uh, cut uh, the wrong way. We got down to 140. She's like, dude, I can't take this anymore. I'm done. She starts eating back to whatever uh, she wants to. The scale goes back to that 155 or 160. But now instead of her body fat percentage being somewhere around the 20s, because of what happened that low i know that. <laughs> I, i'm just saying now because of what happened the body fat percentage based on that body weight is now up at around 35 percent. so now we're worse off than we ever were before we started the diet to begin with yeah i mean we have to understand like putting muscle mass on especially at the age that we're at right now is very very difficult to do. Like when you're, you know, my kids age, they're putting muscle mass on so fast. Like it's amazing how fast they can change their body. Well, once we get into our forties, that muscle mass is tough to put back on. I mean, I don't know what the statistic is or what they say as far as the research, but I want to say like, you'd be lucky to put on what, two pounds of muscle a year in your forties. Like it's, hard. it's, it's low. It's uh, putting muscle on the older you get is a very, it is, it is hard. It is hard and it is tough. And any muscle you can gain, you got to hold on to it because that muscle is what is going to make the biggest impact 
um, on your health and your and your looks. Okay. So, so let's go with that. And I want to just go back and touch on where he was talking about like scarcity and uh, the metabolism going into conservation. Like it's trying to conserve what you have in the body. Uh, we were listening to a podcast the other day and they used a great analogy of your bank account uh, and the body and how it relates to the body and when we're eating enough versus when we're not eating enough. And it was like looking at your bank account if you were to lose your job. Right. If you were to lose your job today, you would go through your bank account like Netflix is out your uh, all the things, the extra things, anything you can cut. You're cutting it right off the bat. Right. Because you have to conserve money. You're you're not sure when you're going to get the job. You're not sure how long your savings are going to last. You're not sure like when everything is going to work out. Right. So you're going to get rid of all the fluff. Right. Anything that is not 100 percent necessary, you are going to slow down your spending. You're going to just live off of as little as possible in hopes that you can stretch what you have in your bank account as long as possible versus when you got a huge bonus at work. Right. You get a huge bonus. Well, now all of a sudden, like shopping trips, not that big of a deal. An extra vacation is not that big of a deal. Like you're not worried about conserve anything. You're spending a lot more. So the body is very similar when we're restricting it and when we're not giving it the food that it needs, it's going to start slowing down. The body is amazing guys. It is amazing. It is smart. And it is like, its job is to survive. Right. So if you're not giving it an abundance of calories to do the workouts that you want to do, uh, to live the way you want to live, and you just keep restricting and restricting, it's going to hold on to everything it's got because it's not sure when it, the next, you know, calories come in. It's not, it doesn't know when the next paycheck is coming. So I thought that was a super helpful analogy for me. And then in here, I kind of want to talk back to years and years ago when we did that challenge. Uh, it was with boot camp. We did it. And some of you guys listening probably did it too. But um, we arranged with UWF to go use their dunk tank and have the exercise science uh, students. They went and measured the body fat because really uh, submersion is going to be the most accurate way to measure body fat. DEXA scan would be next. Uh, any of these scales that you step on uh, or the bioelectrical impedance where you hold the handles, those are going to be minimally accurate at best. I would say calipers would be your third best, but that's also uh, could be error on the side of who's measuring and how many times they've done it and things. So we did the underwater submersion and then I can't remember, did we do six weeks or 12 weeks? It was, it might've been 12 weeks. It, it was a good bit. This has been years ago. And everybody, everybody got after it because uh, I think we had, didn't we have like- I think there was a cash prize. I don't remember the details. Price. There was a cash prize. It's so it was like, ago. dude, we're going to get after this. And- uh what ended up happening is uh, when we went back in, scale weight, scale weight changed, but body fat percentage went up even or stayed if, the same, even if it went up by a little bit. And that was due to, um, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to win this. I'm going to restrict and I'm going to weigh up my um, activity level. And it just doesn't, it wasn't done in the healthiest manner with strength training and muscle building at the forefront. So then what happened is weight did come off, but the body fat really didn't change or maybe even went up some. So that's not like... I mean, people were pissed. They're like, this is wrong. These people don't... This is not accurate. And I mean, like, you know, a lot of that is on us because I didn't 
I didn't understand how to coach through that at the time. And we're probably talking 10 years ago. Maybe not that long. It was a long time ago. Oh, it was that long. It was longer than that. I know a pace was open at the time. But, you know, so a lot of that's on us because, you know, we weren't coaching through that on, you know, the importance of keeping calories high and pushing loading on weight. So uh, looking back, we learned a lot through that. And, you know, it's really... Uh, it's it's just so important to to consume the calories and it's so backwards as to what so many of us have been ingrained our entire life. So, sorry. Go ahead. I just no, we're good. quite a bit. So, uh I we're going to keep going on this cuz this is uh this is super helpful um info we're putting out. So, we're going to switch gears in a little bit. Um but I'm I'm going to stay I'm going to stay on the uh <clears throat> the the severe caloric restriction or even if it's if it's severe like you've been uh quote unquote dieting or trying to do that for m- months years 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 okay not only does your metabolism uh change to that okay what happens is is your body gets completely stressed out because what what we're doing at that point is we're not feeding it enough food and then we're overworking it okay which then since it affects your hormones big time. And so when you get your body to that point and you're like, dude, I feel like I'm starving. I'm not eating. I'm not eating. I'm not eating. I don't know. I'm okay. sick all the time. Your hormones, your hormones are jacked up. And what your body's doing is your body's sending catabolic hormones all through your body, which means uh, hormones that want to break down tissue, which means it wants to break down muscle mass in order to survive versus when it's at an abundance. Think about when we got the promotion, right? And we were just burning through money. Um, when we're in an abundance or at a healthy maintenance, your body sends anabolic hormones, which is hormones that help the muscle, uh, the body build muscle. Okay. And then it also allows your body to start burning more calories because your body doesn't think it's in a place of scarcity. So the question may be, this all sounds great. This sounds perfect. Uh, how do I do that? What is what is the first step? Because everything you're telling me uh, seems counterintuitive to what I've been told my whole life, which is if you want to lose weight, eat less and move more, right? And I'm kind of saying, I'm not saying that that approach doesn't work. If not done correctly, what I'm saying is if you have to approach it the right way. Now, the who I'm speaking to is someone who needs to fix their metabolism. Now, this is somebody else that I'm speaking to. If uh, if you are at a healthy um, maintenance caloric intake right now, and you want to diet down over uh, an extended period of time for whatever reason, it could be a bathing suit season, it could be you got some photos, it could be you're going on vacation. Okay, once you diet down, you have to have a plan to get back to a healthy uh, maintenance caloric intake so then you could repeat that process without them packing fat on, right? That That's the idea here. And the question is, how do I do that? Okay. You do it very slowly, but you do it with a plan. Okay. And a good, uh, a word that you'll probably hear all throughout the uh, fitness community 
is reverse dieting. Okay, reverse dieting is everywhere. It's everywhere because if done the right way, you can really start to focus on fixing your body from the inside out to focus on health first, get back to a good caloric intake, maybe even a little above maintenance. So we're building muscle, even if that means the scale goes up like two or three pounds, but some of the weight that goes up is being distributed differently because hope, uh, not hopefully, we're going to train in a way that builds muscle, but also burns fat, which also brings the body fat percentage down. Okay. But you have to be willing to know that the scale weight with this approach just may go up. And listen, if that freaks you out, maybe we just put the scale away. Okay. Now, the way that you reverse diet is uh, is a case-by-case basis because some may be able to reverse diet at a slightly quicker pace than others. Um, like if you have any type of uh, body image, uh, I don't want to go as far as saying like disorders, but uh, if you have an issue with body image, we're, we would we would approach this so at slow. a much slower rate than uh, somebody who didn't have that particular struggle. Okay. So last week we talked, we just, we put a number out there as an average, like, okay, I feel like if you could get to about 14 to 15 calories per pound of body weight, this is most likely a pretty good maintenance level to run off of that allows you to do one of two things. Uh, if you're at a point of the year and you're like, hey, I want to get after it. I want to put some more muscle on. We could bump that number up and we could put some more muscle on at the expense of a little bit of body fat, knowing that we can get that body fat to still come off. Or we could go, okay, I want to diet down a little bit because I have XYZ coming up. That You don't have that option. You don't have that option if your caloric intake is extremely low and you have a slow metabolism. So the way we do that is we slowly reverse out of where we are, right? We reverse out of where we are. Okay. We do that number one, and I'm going to bounce around here a little bit. And we talked about this last week is focusing on protein. Okay. That's the number one thing that we focus on. And uh, ideally the easiest thing to run off of is a gram of protein per pound of body weight that you're currently at or per pound of ideal body weight. That's the first thing that I feel like we have to get in check. And the reason that I said last week that all calories are not created equal is that if you're on a 2000 calorie diet and the majority of your calories come from fat combined with carbs and very low protein, Okay, 2,000 calories, and I eat 2,000 calories, but the majority of my calories come from protein, healthy carbs, and lower fat. Those two people are going to look and feel and perform drastically different. So calories are not created equal. Where your calories come from significantly 
matter. And so what we have to do, uh, whether you like this or not, is if you're for real about this, you're going to have to track what you're currently eating because you need to see where you're at. And if nothing's moving on the scale and nothing's changing on the body, well, then currently your metabolism is at a maintenance level. And if it is low, if you're at like 9, 10, 11 calories per pound of body weight, that we have to get that, not have to, you don't have to do anything. It, ideally, we, want to. we would want to get that number up, okay? Therefore, your new maintenance level would be running off of like 14 to 15 calories per pound of body weight. Now, this this reverse diet could take place over uh, for something as short as four weeks, and then maybe it extends up to like 12 weeks. Like you could take two of our training cycles and like three weeks, give it like three weeks at a time. If you're at 10 calories per pound of body weight, maybe for three weeks, you bump up to 11 calories per pound of body weight. And then you see what happens for a little while. If you're like, nah, that's, that's, that's too short. I'm not ready to go up from that. Maybe it goes four weeks and then you bump up and then you bump up and then you bump up and then you bump up, but you bump up with higher protein. Okay. And then in my opinion, you'll end up eating higher carbs and then we'll go lower fat. Right. And that's that, that would be my approach on how to get out of where you currently are. Now, if you're listening to this and you're like, look, that all sounds good, but I don't know how to do this by myself. Okay. Then we need to get, um, an appointment set up. And after you get done tracking, I need to see, or Kenzie needs to see what we're currently eating and come up with a plan on how to adjust that to how to hit your macros, to how to get your body to do what we want it to do. Because what we, but I, I know it doesn't work. What doesn't work and what's going to stall progress is to keep trying to eat less and keep trying to move more and sending the wrong signals to the brain and the body. So it keeps slowing down. So number one, we got to reverse diet our way out. Now, if you did a cut or you did a diet and it wasn't like um, over the top and you got some pounds off and you're like, I need to get back to where I was, you approach it the exact same way. Very slowly, okay, <clears throat> you'll add calories back into the diet. You'll let the metabolism get used to burning, okay? Uh, you won't be in a place of scarcity. Eventually, you'll end up eating more and burning more calories and burning more fat and building muscle. So it's like uh, if you don't have the scale to run off of anymore for your measurement, then how do we switch gears and what do we start thinking about? How do we measure if this is actually working or not, right? How, how do we know if this is working? Number one, we start to look at our strength. Okay, we switch, we start to switch our mindset from constantly, what am I losing? Okay, how do I lose? What am I losing? What am I losing? How do I lose? How do I lose? Like, to what am I gaining? How am I gaining? What, what does my strength look like in the gym? Is my squats going up? Are my deadlifts getting heavier? Is my bench going up? 
Am I able to lift more weights? Can I recover faster? Am I training harder? Is my, uh, am I able to train at an RPE that, uh, it, that what we recommend recover from it? Is my sleep better, right? Do I have more energy throughout the day? These are all good measuring tools to know is, is what I'm doing actually working. So I would suggest that the mindset switches, if this is you, from how much can I lose to what can I gain, how do I feel, and what is my strength doing, all right? And to do that, you have to feed yourself appropriately, all right? You got to get that uh, furnace burning. Um, We can't keep starving the body and expect to make gains, okay? Eventually, you're just going to get stuck and find yourself where you are at the current moment. Yeah. That was a lot. I got more, but you want to jump in? Oh, that was a lot. I mean, I think mentally it's harder than anything to to wrap your head around eating more, right? And what if the scale goes up and all of that? Like that is really, really tough. Like what if I gain a few pounds? Okay, well, what if you do? Right? Like what's, what is the end game? Like, remember, we're not playing the six week challenge game. We're not playing uh, a six month game. We're playing like a lifetime game. So if it takes us six months of figuring this out, or if it takes us a year of figuring this out, like zoom out a little bit, right? So what if it took a year and you figured this out and now you never had to go back through the yo-yo mess again, or gaining weight over the holidays, or going on vacation and putting on five pounds because you just ate and drank whatever you wanted. Like there is um, much less of a fluctuation with holidays, vacations, um, what weekends, whatever, when you can get your calories up. So I would just challenge you a little bit to like not worry so much about how long it takes to get yourself into a good, solid, healthy way of eating that allows you to maintain where you are right now and focus on building muscle. Because again, in the long term, it's going to provide you so much more freedom and so much less stress, right? Like we're all like stressed to the max anyway. You know, I can see it with people all the time. It's you combine stress. We live in just a high stress, fast paced world. Uh, We got kids, we've got jobs, we've got houses, we've got uh, all of the things. We've got social media, everything. (laughs) You know, it's like now we got to think about what we're going to eat. We don't have time to do this. We don't have time to like it's life is already a little bit stressful. And then when we pair that down with not eating enough, like we wonder why we're sick all the time or we wonder why we don't have energy or we wonder why our brain is always foggy and we can't really function and we're not productive. So uh, I would just zoom out a little bit and and think about this in longer terms and really in the grand scheme of life, six months or a year, and I don't even think it would take most of you guys that long, uh, is really just a speed bump uh, and a great learning process to go through uh, to where maybe like there is a purpose behind what you're doing. You're not just like eating anything you want, right? You're still eating real food. You're still uh, prioritizing protein. You're still eating good. Um, You're just eating a little more. And again, I want to make sure we talk about like, we can't go, and I know you talked about this last week, but we can't go from 10 calories per pound of body weight to 
13 or 14 in the matter of weeks, right? We got to slowly add. Uh, otherwise, the body is going to freak out a little bit because, again, it likes to uh, maintain uh, homeostasis. It likes where it is. Um, and so if we just shock it all of a sudden, uh, it's going to freak out a little bit on us. So we got to do things slowly. We got to be patient, which, again, is what no one wants to hear. So um, just wrapping your head around, like, it being different than you've done in the past. And you know what? Honestly, if what you've done in the past is working great for you and you feel great and you love the way that you look and you feel strong and you feel healthy and you know your immune system's kicking, you feel like your hormones are very balanced, by all means, keep doing what you're doing. And maybe let us know what you're doing. We'd love to hear. But if you're not right in that place, then I would just challenge you to maybe open your mind to trying something a little bit new. Okay. I'm going to keep rolling here because... uh this is good stuff. Uh, another way to say what Kinsey was talking about earlier with uh, the vacations and this and that is uh, metabolic flexibility. So another major benefit to getting your calor- your maintenance calories up to where you could eat. Uh, I-, I just keep coming up with random. I'm going to use Kinsey's numbers. Like right now, her uh, maintenance calories is somewhere around like 22 or uh, 2300 calories to where she could eat that and like it it's not going up, it's not going down, um, and she can play around with it, okay? Uh, Because the caloric intake at the moment is that high, she has much more metabolic flexibility on uh, the weekends or vacations. And what that means is um, meals here and there sporadically, uh, pizzas, uh, if if we hit a brewery or if we go out of town or do that, it has much less of an impact on what happens to her metabolism than it does somebody who has been restricting calories for a very long period of time. And that's because if your caloric intake at the moment is very low and we're not seeing progress, you really gave yourself no flexibility because if you're used to eating like 1100 calories or 1200 calories or 1300 calories and then the weekend comes and pizza hits or beer hits or wine hits or lord you have two glasses of wine hit. you're at 400 calories 450 calories yeah so what you've what you did what you did is you like doubled or tripled your maintenance what your body perceives as its maintenance level of calories which then turns into automatic weight gain because at the moment your metabolism has established that your maintenance level is 1200 calories okay and then when you consume 3500 calories okay we've like over double consumed what our body perceives as is maintenance which you're like all i did was cheat like once and i gained like two pounds yeah because you don't have any flexibility, because you're at rock bottom on your caloric intake, okay? Um, Let's talk about how quick at 3,500. I mean, like 3,500 calories, guys, is a trip to Starbucks with a sweet drink, uh, five guys meal, and then like one more meal out, like in a day. Yeah, that was fast. Like that's it. It's not much. It's not like you're gorging all day and eating a dozen donuts and all that. it's literally uh Starbucks, five guys, maybe you ordered uh pizza and drink a few beers at night. That's how fast it happens. 
It's really fast. So that's where it's like, I don't understand. I don't understand. I'm so good. Monday through Friday, I'm so good. Like, yeah, well, Saturday and Sunday, we're consuming almost what we ate Monday through Friday. But the problem is not what you consumed, it's it's the metabolism. How long have we been going? A little bit long, 39 minutes, probably. 39 minutes. Okay, I'm going to wrap it up. I'm going to wrap it up uh, pretty soon. So what can we control? We control, we can do, we can reverse diet our way out of this. You control how you train. You you don't just show up here and check the box. Uh, the frequency on which you train and the effort level in which you train is going to make a drastic difference. Uh, it's going to make all the difference in the world on your success in this, okay? Your frequency, how many times are you training a week and the effort that you give. Uh, we give that a lot through that RPE scale, but uh, in order to build that muscle, okay, you have to train hard to think you're going to come in and pick up the same dumbbells every day, all day, do the same movements, never progress. Like the body is going to adapt to that as well and it's going to stop growing. You have to push you have to push it. So the effort level has to match what you're trying to accomplish. This doesn't mean you go balls to the wall, 10 out of 10 every time you walk in. Okay. But it means, uh, you get really comfortable with being uncomfortable and pushing your body on some of those big lifts to where we only have one, two, maybe three like reps left in reserve. This is how we're going to build muscle. And when we say like, hey, we're going to failure with this lighter weight, like we push it, we push it, we push it, but we recover. We know when to take off days. So frequency, training effort, you can control that. You're going to have to cook at home some. You're going to have to prep some. And if you're sitting there like, I'm out, I don't have time. I'm already stressed for time. Don't add something to me. We've talked about this before. But get someone to help you. Outsource it. Okay, there's tons of meal services. If you don't know who to use, get in touch with us. We'll give you some ideas on people that we've used in the past. Okay, we're not uh, above using a meal service to help us through a busy time. Uh, it doesn't have to be a full meal. You could just order uh, your meat. What was that one thing I said this morning? Just meats. Just meats. Okay, you could have meat uh, sent to the house where all you got to do is uh, prep your size. So if eating protein, you're like, I don't know how to cook all this. Okay. Order the meat. It's sent to your house. Uh, there's all things that you can do and take control to uh, get this rolling the right way. So, uh, we'll stop. I'll wrap that up. And then, um, if you guys have more questions on this, send them and we can keep talking food. We can keep talking diet. We can keep talking. How do I diet? When do I diet? What do I cut? How much do I cut? How do I do it without losing tons of muscle mass? Um, so this one's probably going to spark a lot because it's, uh, very counterintuitive to probably the way you've been living for a long period of time for most of you. Yeah. A hundred percent. All right, cool. Hopefully that helped guys. Um, and we'll talk to you soon. Y'all have an awesome day. Bye.